What is going on, everybody? You are in for a treat today. So I met a guy at a Tony Robbins Platinum Partner little get-together last week, and I heard, overheard someone who's actually going to be a podcast guest soon. His name is Dustin. I heard him talk about two people who teach like this martial art, like breath work and meditation system that was like developed by the royal family in Central Java in Indonesia. And that this was kept secret and exclusive to the royal fam family for over 500 years. It's, you know, 12 generations and it's only been available to them. And they had taught this breathwork, meditation, martial art to two guys, one named Nate um, Zelesnik, who I have on my podcast today, and his brother, um, Mike Zelesnik. Yeah. And it really grabbed my attention like what and he was explaining some crazy stuff like you know helping you know blind people see and i've seen like i looked on the website and like they're like they have these blindfolds on and have people doing some things that you it'll just blow your mind you know they've been they have a documentary out they've been featured in a documentary called uh superhuman um they were on um they've been on different news channels they have they're really are looking to get the well they're they've been featured on a lot of really really cool channels and i am really excited to have nate here today to talk about this and um help you out in terms of helping you realize your own potential through your mind and using your own breath to break through certain barriers and to help you really live a life with no limit so with that being said Nate, I greatly appreciate you coming on today to talk to us, my man. Thank you so much, Greg. It's an honor to be here. Um, this is a, like I said it's a, earlier when we were talking, it's a, like it's an opportunity that just recently presented itself. And so I'm really happy that I was able to be able to carve out this time for you. And I'm really excited to help your listeners and your viewers with anything that I possibly can. And what I would like more than anything else is for everyone to come away from this podcast, a better person with something that they can use in their life to improve their life. And I have something for everybody and, you know, really just so that they can be more inspired throughout their day, because God knows we have enough that tries to take away the light that's within us. It's nice to have something out there that we can actually be the light for ourselves. So that's my hope and my real um, sincere wish for this podcast is that I can have everybody be a better person by the end of it. Boom. Well, you've come to the right podcast, my man. Awesome. So, you know, the, the name of um, Nate's company is called Vibra Vision. So you can go to vibravision.com. Can you let us know, like, just some backstory about Vibravision, or maybe talk a little bit about the story about how this all came about from the royal family and all of that. Absolutely, absolutely. It's one of my favorite stories to tell because it's mine, <laughs> most of it. However, Vibravision is one of five different aspects in a martial art called Marpati Puti, which Marpati Puti means white dove in the Indonesian language. So it is a system that, like you mentioned before, had been held secret within the royal family of central Java for about 450 years until 1963, where they released it to the Indonesian public, certain members of the public, and also to the Indonesian military, but they didn't allow non-Indonesians to train until 1999, when I became the very first person 
to be able to learn this. And I'll, I'll tell you the story about how that happened in a moment. But this had been held secret with five different aspects of learning. So when people think of martial arts, and I don't know what everybody thinks of martial arts, but these days, a lot of times people think martial arts, they think MMA and cage fighting, or sometimes people think of people jumping around in pajamas yelling. Um, unfortunately, the stereotype is there and some people that don't really uh, look into what traditional martial arts is. But for the most part, martial arts, traditional martial arts compri are comprised of forms, fighting, and in some cases, meditation. But in America, that's very rare to find a system that will have all three. The first two, the forms and the fighting, and you know, discipline, manners, respect, those things, uh, building up our character, that is paramount to all traditional martial arts, really, 99.99999%. What makes Marpati Puti so different is we have a couple other aspects. So the martial art the actual martial art is so different than what people are familiar with. All Indonesian martial arts are just, they're unique. There's, they're not like anything else, really. And then we have fighting. So when we spar and fight, we do bare knuckles. Um, and that's just, that, that's more realistic. Then we have energy generation. Now, we understand, and physics tells us, that everything in the universe is made of energy. We are nothing but energy. So we have energy in our body. We have iron molecules in our body. So if we are able to align our iron, or excuse me, iron atoms, if we're able to align the iron in our blood and we're able to accelerate it, we create what's called an inductance field. So we have more electrical charge throughout our body, which can now be measured. So that's something that's unique in Marpatiputi is the speed at which we do it. There are other systems out there that you, know, you can build chi, but it usually takes decades, at least many years. With Marpatiputi, it's usually months, and it's hard. It, it takes a lot of mental toughness to be able to do this, but the results are felt by people within the first, I don't know, sometimes the first day. And then we have healing. So since everything is energy, if we're able to transfer our energy to someone else to help their body have that energy to heal, we've had some amazing things happen. Just amazing things right in front of our eyes happen with people getting energy from us when we give it to them freely. And then the fifth aspect is what we call vibrovision, which is a, it's really a multi-sensory ability. Scientifically, what you'd look at this as is we're harnessing senses beyond our five senses in order to overlay a visual image in our mental screen and do things without the need for eyesight because we have these other senses. But just like some people can taste color or they can see music, well, then what we're gonna have here is we have a different kind of synesthesia where we're using non-physical senses, or I should say other physical senses that we're not usually aware of the same way as we are with our sight or taste or touch, you know? So when we do this, we're able to do some amazing things like teach blind people how to quote unquote see, but it's not actually sight. We don't give people back the ability to see with their eyeballs. It's a, a type of inner sight. And now there are some other schools. Like if you see superhuman, that movie, you'll see some other people from around the world who are doing that with children. And sometimes with blind people and adults. But our method is very different in the fact that we harness the entire body. It's not just a mental image. It's an entire full body image. And so when we do this, it allows people to 
be able to see without their eyes, but more importantly, it allows them to immediately tap into their inner knowing, into their higher self, be able to align all the different energy centers in their body, what we call, what some people will call chakras, and be able to really trust themselves a lot more when it comes to business, their family, their own intuition, whether they should do something that might be dangerous or not. Um, and, and that's why most people actually come to us now is because they want to be able to really have a way to reliably tap into and trust their intuition where a lot of time so many places out there are like learn how to do this but it's really hit and miss they don't have a step a through z way of helping you actually harness that and that's what we're able to do in so many ways for children as well as adults and that's kind of unique because the other places with the blindfolded site most of them only train people 12 and under. We train people all the way up to into their 90s because we all have the hardware, we all have the software. But just like if you have your wires crossed, if you're able to straighten those out and get things connected in a certain way for the antennae, if you will, in your body, and then give yourself that software upgrade that says, yes, I can do this. I can perceive this way. I am more than just what I can see in the mirror, what I can touch with my hands or it's truly amazing what can happen when people really open their mind. And that's why I really love doing what we do. So how did this get here though? Why am I the first to be able to learn this along with Mike? Well, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure a lot of the people who are listening or viewing this podcast have had things happen in their life that they cannot deny are way beyond coincidence. A lot of people call them synchronicities, right? And they're happening all the time, all around us. But sometimes we have what I like to call a synchro destiny. And that's a synchronicity where it changes the course of your entire life. And you can never go back to being the same as you were before that happened. And I had that happen to me on several different occasions. The first time that I remember was when I was about 13 years old. And I started having out-of-body experiences. I started floating up out of my body when I was going to sleep. And I would turn over and see my body and I'd get scared and snap back into it. Or sometimes I'd go outside and go through the roof of the house and I'd go travel, which now a lot of people do out-of-body experience and they do remote viewing. And even the government has you know, paid for people to learn to remote view on the Soviets. Well, that taught me right then that I'm not just my physical body. So if I'm not just my physical body and my consciousness is not just in my body, what am I and where can I go? And what can I do? And so I've always had that since I was you know, teenager, a real interesting sense of curiosity. We'll call it curiosity. After studying a lot of out-of-body experience techniques and a lot of people who had done similar techniques, as well as some of the people who worked for the, the CIA, and the, I think it was the U.S. Army Corps of uh, Intelligence. I can't remember exactly what they said, but they said they worked for the Army in their remote viewing division. Around the age of 22, about 22, 23, I decided I was going to invest in myself in a different way. I've been a martial artist for a long time by this point. I started when I was about 16 years old. As soon as I could drive, I joined a martial arts dojo and I'd been training in Mike. He lived the life. He had numerous black belts in different arts by the time that we found Murpati Bhuti. But the way we found it was a really cool uh, synchrodestiny. 
I ordered a course at a black belt magazine that guaranteed me inner power in two weeks or I got my money back. <laughs> As an American, two weeks, massive chi, money back guarantee. I'm on it. Let's go. And it came with a course that was about this thick, just a teeny weeny little pamphlet. Didn't describe much and was really dangerous. And I actually wound up hurting myself, but that's another story. It came with a VHS cassette. So I know a lot of people out there may not know what that is, but it's the way we used to view videos before DVDs. <clears throat> and so this showed Indonesian martial arts. Now I had seen Japanese and Chinese and Russian martial arts, but I had never, and Korean of course, but I had never seen Indonesian martial arts. And when I saw what those people were doing, my eyes about fell out of my head. It was some of the most acrobatic, I would say crazy martial arts demonstrations that I'd ever seen. But also I'd never seen people breaking steel. I'd never seen them breaking huge slabs of stone. I'd never seen them breaking huge monstrous ice blocks just by barely touching them. But then one demonstration on that, I don't know, well, it's because it's probably because I've always wanted to be a Jedi or a ninja ever since I was like five, I wanted to be a ninjedi. There were people on this video that were running around blindfolded through obstacle courses. They were getting on motorcycles and they were driving cars through the streets of Jakarta in normal daily traffic. And it even had military members that were shooting. I mean, they had guns shooting targets out of people's hands. And then they had a blind person who was demonstrating this art to the Sultan of Oman. And then it had his assistant going, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. They, they're doing things that you or I would have difficulty do with our eyes open. And I thought it was total BS. I did, skeptical. I'm like, magicians do that all the time. So, you know, this is something that, um, sorry, can you give me just one second? Yeah, sorry about that. People knew I was on a podcast and they're just going full blast at level 11. So where was I? Um, <clears throat> so when I saw this podcast, sorry, this podcast, podcasts weren't even a thing back in this day. We didn't have the internet barely. Um, <clears throat> so this is back, yeah, this prehistoric times. So I saw these people doing this stuff blindfolded and I didn't believe it. But I watched it a couple times because I'm always a big fan of people who can do kind of mind over matter things, you know, watching Shaolin monks, watching different people do amazing feats of skill. I mean, American Ninja Warriors, like one of my favorite shows, because holy cow, people can really do that. The next day, I had this synchro destiny. I was parked at the Utah schools for the deaf and blind. Actually, I wasn't parked, but I was stopped at a light. And I decided to take a different route to work which just happened to take me right by one of the largest deaf and blind schools in the country. And as I was stopped at that light, there was a lady getting ready to cross the street with her dog. And this guide dog did exactly what it was supposed to do. It went when the, the sounds came on to cross the street and it went around this light pole and it led her face first into it. And I'm sitting there, you know, she's about seven or eight feet off my bumper. And I'm going, what if I had been doing 50 miles an hour and that dog had done that? It just shocked me. It like scared me for her. And then it hit me. I wonder if those Indonesian people can help blind people here. Well, this VHS 
It was all in Indonesian. I don't speak Indonesian. Still to this day, I don't speak Indonesian. So there were only two words that I could understand, and that was merpati puti. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to look for it. And wouldn't you know it, in a third world country, this organization had a website. And I reached out to them. And it was actually the Vibravision, uh, the uh, Merpati Puti Foundation for the Blind, which is who I wanted to contact anyway. <clears throat> and I found out a couple things. First of all, they had never trained a Westerner, a non-Indonesian, period. No Chinese people, no, no one, only Indonesian. And so I wasn't that interested in training and doing what they were doing anyway. I just wanted to help and see if I could help blind people. And so when I was able to get a hold of somebody who spoke English, and that, that was kind of a task, but when I was able to, I was able to find out that they had trained over 3,000 blind people, according to them, they'd trained 3,000 blind people in this skill because in Indonesia, there really are no social programs. There's no uh, social security. There's no Americans or well, Indonesians with Disability Act, nothing like that. So if you have some kind of a disability, you're on your own. I think to stay still, you're on your own. So that's why Vibrovision was actually released to the public was to help blind people. And then it started being used by their special forces members, which it still is to this day in live fire as well as search and rescue missions. And I was able to sponsor along with Mike, both of us, we, I mean, we sold everything we could. We sold everything but our kidneys to get these people over here for the first ever demonstration of this in America. And that was in 1999. And we met a guy at the Indonesia, sorry, at the airport in Salt Lake City. And he was an Indonesian and he was waiting for them to come. And we're like, hey, hey nice to meet you. I'm not sure where this is going to lead us. And when they saw what Mike and I were willing to do and sacrifice to make sure we could bring this here, when they were leaving, they said, okay, we've talked with the 11th generation royal family heirs, and he's going to be your trainer. And we're like, wait a minute, what? No, that was the part. Really? Wow, we get to learn this stuff? Awesome. And then we started that next week. Or I started, and then Mike started about two weeks after that down in Salt Lake City, and we would go down there, and they, we were put on a very advanced and rigorous. Uh, he was a former Special Forces trainer for this art for them, for physical fitness, and he really didn't want us to learn this. So he tried to break us every possible way he could. He did. See, he wanted to make it so we quit, because if we quit, hey, he can't get in trouble for that. We just weren't strong enough. Then it's all on us, right? So he did everything he could to make us give up. But our drive, our mission, our passion for this, to be able to help not just blind people, but all people was too strong. There was no way we're going to quit, especially the first people ever allowed to do this. We're not going to give up. And so we trained every single day, hours every single day, which I mean, I, we both, um, I, I gave up my job so I could train 100% of the time, all day, every day. And after a couple of years, but we were able to, well, actually, we were able to bring the 11th generation heirs here to Utah to test us personally. So these would be the grandmasters of the entire system who released it to the Indonesian public and allowed us to train. They came here to our house and they tested and trained, uh, trained us, tested us, inaugurated our school and allowed us to open the first ever outs, like outside branch of this art 
under the watchful eye of our instructor. We had to do all the work, but he would say whether we're doing it right or wrong. So he was the uh, he was the supervisor. <laughs> Everything was under him, whether we were doing it right. And uh, then we started going to Indonesia. We started bringing instructors here and we started testing and doing our advancement over there. And finally, my brother, Mike, in 2013, he went to Indonesia and lived there for six months with the royal family. And he learned all the different fiber vision techniques from the royal family, from the best special forces people who use this, from blind people, from the best trainers, everybody. And then he brought it back here and he separated the dogma from what actually works. So that now, instead of people having to go through four to six years of like literally the most brutal martial arts training you can imagine to be able to learn any fiber vision, our mission's always been to help people, not to put them through a really torturous <laughs> regimen before we could help them do this. So now we're very selective with who we train, but we allow people to come in from day one and learn fiber vision. And I'm really proud to say we have a 100% raving fan ratio. 100% of people, they walk away different. And that's what we started out doing this all for. And so now we get to on a much larger level than we've ever thought. Oh my man, that's a fantastic story. That is yeah. insane. Like how, what did the guy do to try to break you guys? Like what did he have you guys doing? Well, okay. So without getting into too many details, because our, our system is really unique. I mean, it's a, a lot of it's really proprietary. It's not like anything else, but to give you a couple ideas. <clears throat> so he would make sure that before we even started the energy work, which involves long, very strenuous breath holds uh, for the martial arts part. <sighs> so he would make sure that we ran six to eight miles out in the hundred degree heat barefoot on the asphalt before we even could start that. That was part of, that was a day, daily thing. Then let's say, um, do you know what plow position is like in yoga? Yeah, is that when you're on your back and your legs are like over your head? Yeah, yeah. So um, imagine like you're trying to do that, but you're not flexible enough to do that. So your legs are up off the feet and having somebody take a 45 pound Olympic uh, barbell and just drop it on your legs and smack your legs down and hold you down on the floor in that position while you're holding your breath. So um, taking Olympic weights, like 10 pound Olympic weights. And while we're doing different tension exercises, hitting our arms with the edge of it down like to the floor. So, I mean, it's, it's iron body, iron on iron, right? Um, having us pour our own bricks for our test. This was fun. Well, giving us the mixture for, because in Marpatiputi, we break different grade, like different hardnesses and thicknesses of different bricks and different stones. So you've got different ratios of cement to sand to rocks for different grades. So we have A, B, C, D, and F. Or I don't, I never saw an E. <laughs> they never had me break any. But C is considered until you get to the most senior ranks, you don't go above C because then it's 
like breaking a curb, <laughs> part of a curb. It's, it's really nuts. But so you have A, B, and C. And C is really only for advanced levels as well. But on our very first test, he had us make our own bricks. And it wasn't A, and it wasn't B. It was the C mixture. And so we didn't, um, we didn't break a single thing on our first test, except for ourselves. So we're hitting these bricks. And I mean, they're uh, three and a half inches thick, about five inches wide and about 24 inches tall. They're, and hit them and they just go flying onto the ground. And then you pick it back up, hit it, hit it again, and it didn't work. And so at the end of the test, you know, we're just like, ah, we're broken, we're crumpled. He put one of these bricks across two stands and took two fingers and broke it with two fingers. And we're just like, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we, it's not that we weren't paying attention before. After that, we really, really started paying attention to what he was teaching us. Because when you see something that's truly mind over matter in front of you, like, okay, it doesn't, he didn't do it to say, I'm better than you. He did it to say it's possible. And once you ring a bell like that, you just can't go back. So yeah, those are a couple of the things that was kind of our, our training, which uh, we couldn't really get away with that here in our schools. Um, nobody would do that. And we'd have Southeast Asia is not known for their human rights. We'll put it that way. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, we and then we we trained a lot in Asia as well, and we were just kind of used to that because that's how they train. Man, that's that's really intense. Like, what what do you think it is about that that makes him capable of of doing something like that, able to break it with his two fingers? Is it is it channeling of energy? Like, what is that like where they're able to do some crazy stuff like that? Yeah, it's it's the building first. You have to have something there um imagine <clears throat> if you will uh, a flashlight well if you have a flashlight but it's like say it's a million candle power flashlight it's going to be really bright but you have a really weak battery that's not going to illuminate anything as well if you have a very like a monstrous battery but you only have a little teeny weeny mag light you're only going to get as much as mag light's going to pull it out so it has to be a combination of both. You have to have enough energy, but then you have to have enough focus of your beam, if you will, of your light, of your energy in order to do it. So you have to have a combination of both. That's why the energy building is so important, but then also the energy focus because unfocused energy, your body knows how to use it already for health. But when we're talking about combat, when we're talking about breaking, when we're talking about uh, protecting our body against injury through focus, that's something that you have to have both of those in spades in order to be really good at it. So when people see our videos online, like on our, our MPUSA channel or on VibraVision, and they see some of the breaking and it looks effortless, it's not, not effortless. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of training before that that led up to that that makes it look effortless. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So what is like the core and so like how, how, do they, how are you able to make all this happen is it through because i know like meditation and breath work is is very powerful is it uh yeah. like because what i've seen through your website and the stuff that you're describing is like man 
if this is possible, like how, like how is it done? It's like, it's very fascinating to, yeah. to see that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, sure. It's a, well, first of all, it's a, it's a trick. It's a trick where you invest lots of time and years of your life and a whole bunch of effort in a really specific method. <laughs> That's the trick. <laughs> you know, over 400 years, they really did a lot of trial and error. They had to have to find out this works this way and this body posture creates this kind of a change. Plus people who are very energy aware being able to see or feel exactly what's happening when something is done or not done in order to refine this method. And that's why it's so reliable. When people do it, they get such a reliable result across the board, no matter who you are. If you have a body, it will work. If you have the desire to improve, you will notice an improvement. It's not a, a there's no placebo effect in this because you know you really did it because you did it and it's hard. And so nobody can ever take that away from people who do the Murapati method. Everybody who's ever trained, they feel proud that they did it because it's, for a lot of people, the most difficult and challenging thing they've ever done. But the people who have the easiest time who actually do it the very best are senior citizens because they've already lived a hard life. They're like, compared to childbirth, compared to Vietnam War, compared to, there's nothing. It's, it's people who have never had to push themselves to that edge repeatedly that they have a harder time with it. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a trick. It's hard work. It's like anything else. Um, but it's very specific. It's not just hold your breath and you'll have this happen. No, it's a very specific way of holding your breath and breath work that breath work is such a buzzword now. And I love it. That's awesome. Wim Hof has just blown breath work all over the entire world. He didn't invent, invent that breath work. That's been around for thousands of years, but he's the one who's really helped to bring it in the mainstream. And now everybody's like breath work, this breath work, that. And um, people are like, I went to one breath work class. Now I'm a trainer. Okay. <laughs> Hyperventilating until you get high doesn't require a lot of skill to teach or to do, but what we're doing is such a specific method of body postures and breath holding and tension exercises for an amount of time to create a very specific physiological effect as well as energetic that it requires years of training to be able to impart that to someone else it's it's not like anything else on the planet and we've had like yogis who have trained people in india in india we've had breathwork trainers we've had people who were martial arts masters then they're just like there's nothing like this in the world so it's hard for me to tell you over <laughs> right here how this works because it takes a lot more than you know the time that we have here but <clears throat> for people to kind of get a little bit of an idea of what this could do for them we do have a free gift on our website so people can go there and get that and they can you know, step right in there. And I saw that you got it earlier, right before this podcast. So I'm stoked to hear how you like it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I was like, well, yeah, let me see what, you know, what you guys have to offer. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm 100% interested in, in learning more about this, especially because one thing that I've observed, especially when I have hung out with the Tony Robbins Platts is they put a big emphasis on like uh, meditation, like some like a spiritual practice. Um, energy is a really, really big one. 
Um, I am curious, is, is there anything that you can share that maybe someone can take today, like as far as like something like breath, like a breath work thing that you do, like maybe a part, a portion that could help someone maybe feel more energized or. Yeah. So <clears throat> one of the easiest things that we can do is to be aware of our breath. Okay. So do you think oh, that that's, oh, that's simple. Of course. I'm we take an average of about 28,000 breaths a day. And really the only time that we're ever aware of them is if we're out of breath, if we're coughing or sneezing or we're yawning, something like that. If it's a break from the norm, if we uh, were in Southern California last year with all the fires and the skies were orange and you couldn't breathe, well, yeah, then you notice your breath. But for most of us, we don't notice a how we breathe or that we're breathing or b how we're breathing. So, the first thing that people can do, and this is this will be covered a lot more in that free lesson on our website, but is to breathe deeply into the stomach. So instead of breathing up here in the intercostal and the clavicular range up here, this activates when we breathe from here up. It activates our sympathetic nervous system or our fight or flight system. When we breathe down deep into our stomach, it activates our parasympathetic nervous system or our rest and digest system. So like if you go say on the CDC website right now, it's going to say that 90 plus up to 90% of diseases are caused by stress, all diseases. Well, we, so what that means is we have the ability to make ourselves sick, but we also have the ability to make ourselves well. So when we focus on our breath, and especially with your eyes closed, and you're focusing on this deep breath in through your nose, down into the stomach, and letting it rise up into the chest, and then exhaling out your mouth or out your nose, <clears throat> there's a reason when people are hyperventilating or when people are freaking out, they're like, come on, take some nice deep breaths. Come on with me. Slow down. Because the more we accelerate into the freak out mode, the worse it gets. Now, another, uh, well, I won't get too far into that because we don't really have time for the scope of it as far as carbon dioxide. Okay, so the way the science of our body works is the more you breathe, the less oxygen you, you'll be able to use. So, yeah, the thing that helps us release oxygen into our blood or from our blood into our cells is carbon dioxide. So when we hold our breath, we actually are able to utilize the oxygen that we have a lot more efficiently, which is why if somebody's hyperventilating and you give them a paper bag to breathe into, it calms them down because the carbon dioxide goes in and it helps them utilize their oxygen instead of just uh, cramming that oxygen into the blood cells and you can't release it. So that helps us in a major way to be a more calm and centered us. It also helps because we're broadcasting that calm to everybody else around us. And so that's actually the cornerstone of our breath awareness mastery program online. It's a, that we do offer some online courses. The Vibrovision is in person, in person classes right now only, but we offer a couple more on our Vibrovision.academy site where the breath awareness mastery, we're hearing all the time how people are using that to calm themselves down at work, calm themselves down with their kids are crying, calm themselves down with their spouses yelling at them. And when it all boils down to it, <clears throat> no one can make you feel anyway. It's up to you.
we feel and we're in short, that's radical responsibility. So being able to calm ourselves down instead of being in a fight or flight response all the time is one of the most valuable things we can do. So as far as an actual technique, that'll be on the courses there because um, we just don't have enough time. It takes about half an hour to do that. But as far as the most important thing we can do right now, be aware of your breathing, slow it down, breathe deeply into your stomach, in through your nose, feel this going into your body. If you want, for some people, it really helps. And I love to do this myself is imagine like your heart, something, imagine something or someone, some place that you love and feel that right in the center of your chest and breathe into that and feel that just going throughout your body, getting stronger. It can do an amazing, it does amazing things for your heart rate, for your blood pressure within just a minute, a couple of minutes. So for right now, since we've just got this much time, that's what I'd, I would say is the easiest thing to do right now where we can all do that together. Even if you're driving, you could do that one. Focus on your breath. And, you know, you can even feel it when you picture that in your mind's eye, you know, as, as you're speaking about it and you're, you're talking about holding it in your chest, like I'm imagining it and I can feel it and you, you feel it right away because, you know, the brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. That's so right even as you're speaking and I'm bringing my own attention to my breath, like I notice more of that feeling calm myself. Now in the documentary, I, there's like this part, uh, you know, the documentary for those who want to watch it's, uh, it's called superhuman. What's the tagline F that's the invisible made visible, the invisible made visible. There's this, there's this part in there where there's, there's a kid who has a blindfold on and there's like, they're like putting bean bags in this kid's yeah. hands. And he's like, blue, green, bam, red, orange. And he's able to like call out the colors, even though he's blindfolded. Like how is he able to do that? Well, um, it's a trick. No, I'm just kidding. It's hundreds of hours of practice. <laughs> so the thing is, is we are big sensory organs. That's what our body is, right? And so we had a physicist come in here, come in and he tested our vibrovision athletes as well. And he's got a doctorate in radiative energy transfer. So he's a doctor of energy transference. And he said that we have light receptors on every square inch of our skin. So his wife actually gets seasonal affective disorder. So she gets really depressed during the winter. And she has these little earplug things that go in her ears that shine a blue light in her ears because we have photoreceptors in our ears, inside our ear canals, and that helps her not be depressed. So um, the way that this works is that since we are giant sensory organs, but we uh, usually just limit ourselves to the normal five senses. But once we are able to say, take away one of those senses and start using other abilities that we have, red appears red to us because it reflects red wavelengths of light. It absorbs all the other ones. That's why we see it. If you turn out the light, red no longer is red. Red is no longer red. As well, if you start dimming the light, red will turn into another color. It'll turn into gray and then it'll be black. It'll be because we don't see the red wavelengths coming back to us, right? So every single color has its own wavelength, therefore its own frequency. We know this. So does all matter. 
everything. So my phone has a different energetic frequency than say this envelope. It's different kind of matter. So once we're able to teach ourselves how to distinguish between paper and plastic and wood or yellow, green, red, yellow, orange, you know, different colors, then we're able to really expand upon that. But it's, that's where the specific method comes in because if it was just like a normal, normal human ability, we'd all be doing it. But so it's kind of like a brain hack, kind of like a, a body hack in a way, but it just takes some time. But it's something that everybody can do to some degree. Not everybody is like you saw a TJ, the, the young kid. Not everybody is that good at color identification. Other people, they see things in other locations and then call people up and tell them what they're wearing. That happens a lot to our students as well. So it really depends. That's one cool thing about this is you never know what your superpower is going to be. You do the method and it unlocks and you find as long as you're willing to stay with it and keep practicing. It's amazing what people can really learn how to do, but I can't tell you what your strength will be. Only you know what that is. And only after you look and you'll find it. So that's, I hope that answers the question. Cause that's, yeah, that's powerful. It, it, I mean, because it's, it's a whole different, it's a whole different arena or different world than I've ever experienced before. And it, yeah. it makes sense when you're, when you're talking about like, I feel like I got to re-listen to that again, but not only just re-listen, but I feel like I got to like also experience like this, what you're talking about, because it's like, there's tremendous power to it, considering if, if I'm noticing from people that I really respect and admire talk about these kind of things, and, you know, this, it's not an accident that lands people where they're at. It's like, you know, deliberate action, you get specific results. And it would be foolish of me to see some of the, you know, happiest people on the planet, like, you know, from what I've observed from the Platt family, like talk about these kind of things. I, it would be, it'd be ridiculous of me to dismiss it. Like, I, I feel like that's, that's, that's very powerful. Um, I, I do want to know, like, is there, because we're, we're, we're going to wrap up here. You, I mean, and you're able to really, you know, explain and elaborate. Is there anything before we hop off here today? Is there anything maybe that I should have asked that I haven't asked just yet? Is there anything else that maybe you're like, hey, you know, something else that you feel like should be talked about uh, before we get into maybe like our, our final question, which is, sure. well, which is just like advice for young entrepreneurs. But yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you want to <laughs> talk about before we get to that? Well, I, I would encourage everybody to be open-minded, but not gullible. There are a lot of people out there smelling, selling snake oil who want you to believe. I'd say, just like I tell every one of our students, I, and I encourage you to go find out for yourself. Make up your own mind on anything that you do, because you have the ability to do that. And that's something that our education system really kind of tampers, like tamps down in us. Like, no, this is, they want to teach us really what to think, not really how to think. So critical thinking skills is so important. You know, there are a lot of naysayers about what we do and that's fine. They can be that way. They have no experience. Nobody who ever comes and does what we do goes, that isn't real. 
It's only the people who have never done it who go, that can't be real. And that's a block and limitation for them. So the as far as a question for me, I don't think that there are any questions, Greg, that you haven't asked that I really want to say, hey, know about this, other than let people know you're more than society has given you permission to believe. You can do more than you ever thought you could. You just have to go and explore and really give it your deter give your determination and give your effort into doing that. And there's really nothing you can't accomplish unless it's like walking to the moon. Okay, you can't walk to the moon physically. That's not going to work. But to give people also this hope, this uh, inspiration that they can do more, I encourage everybody to go to our our website, vibrevision.com, and just go all you know, read it, watch the videos, awesome. But go all the way to the bottom and opt in for our free gift. And when you get that, set some side, some time aside for yourself to do it. It's about 50 minutes long. You're worth it. Give yourself that time. Put your phone on silent. And put your mind on silent. And enjoy it. Because like most everybody who does it, they go, whoa, at the end of it. And unfortunately, we don't have very many whoa moments in our life when it comes to us we watch a lot of other people go do things and we go whoa when was the last time you wowed yourself with who you are and what you can do that's what this free gift is to help people do is to wow themselves so um and then if they want to pursue further for our breath awareness mastery and our energy expansion course they totally can and it will change you just have to do it just it has to be experiential and belief is great knowledge is better so um, yeah. also you know you're talking about superpowers like how everybody's like you know different what would that be for you and also your your brother mike mike is an outstanding healer um when he is able to help i mean people have come across straight state lines uh, doctors have brought their family members chiropractors bring their family members to mike to help them heal because they're not able to help their family members and and i've seen it in a matter of two or three minutes people are like this has been hurting me for 35 years and uh, i have freedom from that pain after just a couple of minutes not everything is a couple of minutes some longer process depends on what it is and not everything is applicable for the healing but mike's biggest superpower is two things imparting knowledge and as a teacher he's an amazing teacher that's why he's the head instructor for north and south america for what we do and as a healer now for me <clears throat> also healing energy healing from a distance while also in person um, i'm a certified body code practitioner so i work with a lot of different people from all over the world with uh outstanding results i'll put it that way and so for both of us we're really healers not really the vibrovision specialists although we can teach people to do it but it's kind of you know right now we're watching the olympic trials i'm watching all the olympic trials it's like amazing watching simone biles and you and all these guys that are going to go to the olympics and none of their trainers can get up on the high bar like that but they can teach people how to do it and so that's something that we really excel at is well is getting people the results that they want in their life and who knows what your superpower would be i don't know greg but i'm looking forward to finding out that's beautiful man 
So uh, lastly, what advice would you give to someone, you know, in their, uh, their 20s, they're maybe feeling a little lost, they're trying to figure out, you know, their purpose, where, where to go, what to do, and uh, yeah, maybe just feel a little directionless. Like, um, okay. what maybe advice could you impart on the youth in terms of life advice? first thing is to become clear on what it is you want so much of the time we work uh, toward things that we want to have but there are plenty of millionaires out there who kill themselves it happens all the time it's not money that makes you happy it's not security that makes you happy there are a lot of people who are poor that are the happiest people i've ever seen in my whole entire life in third world countries literally living in a cardboard box it happens all the time all over the world but it really depends on what somebody wants. And so the most important is what do you want? Not what does society want for you? What do you want compared to someone else? Not what do you think will make you happy? It requires some soul searching. It's not an easy question. We didn't come here um, to be told exactly what to do by the people who have gone before or the people that we look up to. We came here to figure it out on our own damn self, <laughs> by our own damn self, right? So the first thing is to become clear, asking, what do I want? Now, for a lot of people, the answer is, I don't know. For a lot of my life, I spent it, I don't know. I don't know. Because if it's not money, if it's not power, if it's not prestige, if it's not all these different things, what is it that will make me happy? And right there is the difficulty in that question. Nothing can make anyone happy. You either choose to be and you are, or you're at the whim of everything else in your life. So don't let anything make you happy or sad. Acknowledge your feelings. Be emotionally intelligent. Be happy for no reason. Because every single day you get to wake up and take another breath is a gift. And you get 28,000 or more of those every single day. And if you focus on those things, you're going to have a lot more ability to be clear with what you want. And so once you're able to find out this is what I want, then a plan. If you don't know how to make a plan, I have to say we are in the best age of humanity thus far that we know of because we have things like this, what we're doing right now. We have these podcasts, we have YouTube, we have all these learning resources. You can go and audit MIT and Princeton and Harvard and many classes at Ivy League universities for free. You won't get credit for it, but you can go and learn that information. And if you wanna become an entrepreneur, become an entrepreneur. If you wanna become an influencer, become an influencer. You have the opportunity to go and learn how to do these things because other people have done them. If you want to work as an accountant, go be an accountant, that's awesome. But we all know people that do things because a family said to do so or society said to do so, or they thought it was gonna make them money and that was gonna make them happy or blah, blah, blah. None of which is the actual heart and the soul and the real core of a human being. That's why meditation is so valuable. It was one of the reasons is because it allows us to actually get to know who we are so that we can not just be a human doing, but also a human being. 
Being doesn't involve anything. Being involves stillness and silence. Doing, a lot of the time, that's just distraction. So clarity, less distraction, hard work and perseverance toward what you want, and enjoy the ride. You only get this once, at least this lifetime. I don't know about anything else, but enjoy the ride because nothing's guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So you might as well have a really good time for no reason and every reason right now. Boom. Awesome. Nate, appreciate you, man. Where can people find more information and uh, get in touch with you? Well, thank you. Uh, Vibrovision.com is our main website. You'll find out about our who we are, what we stand for, our journey. Then also at the bottom, like I said, there's a free gift. And that also puts you on a mailing list where you get, you know, a couple times a week, you'll get a video from me and Mike telling our story about how we were able to bring this to America. Also inspiration, that free lesson. So we want to make sure that we have a lot of value there for people who want to find out more. But then we also have our breath, breath awareness mastery. So our immersion courses are held here in Utah right now, and they're, they fill up months in advance. Like our August one is totally full. We've had to open a couple more for private um, organizations. Our November one is almost full. And so this is something where a lot of people really want to have that in-person training. And we realized we could help a lot of people if we put some online courses out there. And so we have our Breath Awareness Mastery course, and we have our Vibrovision Energy Expansion Program. And that has the same exercises that they use in every branch of the Indonesian military, their police forces, they use it in a lot of schools, they use it in senior health and fitness programs, they use it in the martial arts, because the results people feel from that are just like, they're immediate, like people, it's energy on demand, unlimited energy on demand, and lowered stress, as well as a lot of other things. So we have those two things right online and people can just find that right at our website at vibration.com. Awesome. All right, everybody. Yeah. Well, hopefully you uh, take what, we, what was taught here and you go on and you get the free gift just as I did and you utilize it to help change your life and who, who knows what uh, can happen from there. Yeah. So Nate, greatly appreciate you helping on today, my man. Thank you so much, Greg. It's an honor to be here and for everybody out there, have a great evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are, and enjoy your life. You get it, take it, enjoy it, have fun, and be, be the awesome you that you are. Awesome. All right, folks, talk to you soon.